of all Oxford colleges, Oriel has, you could say, the most exotic name. As you probably know, Oriel means a window which protrudes into the street so that you can see but not be seen. It suggests mysterious goings-on, assignations, twitching of curtains. It actually comes to the word for a curtain. Dark deeds, perhaps even harems, though I suspect the proctors wouldn't allow that. It makes me think of Venice or Istanbul, Samarkand. So I'm awfully sorry I, I can't come for dinner this evening. <laughs> but this is actually connected with the feast that we're celebrating today, the feast, the gift of the Holy Spirit of Pentecost. Ezekiel says, A new heart I will give, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take out your hearts of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Having a heart of flesh doesn't mean that you have nice, warm, gooey feelings about people. For the Hebrews, the heart was the organ of understanding. To have a heart of flesh was to be intelligent, to be able to understand other people. And so it's lovely to celebrate this feast in the college of that most intelligent of people, John Henry Newman. Now at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit has the disciples speaking in foreign tongues. If you want to impress your friends, it's called Xenolalia. Note it down quickly. And this is, of course, very useful. When uh, my parents, when we were children, and my parents wanted to talk to each other without us understanding, they would always speak in French. And so, uh, to get our revenge, when I was ten, I got two copies of Hugo's Simplified Russian, <laughs> so that me and my younger brother could learn Russian. Unfortunately, it was a complete flop. The Holy Spirit was not poured upon us. But we made vaguely Slavic-sounding noises, which fooled absolutely nobody at all. But even more important at Pentecost is people understand. How is it that we hear each of us in his own native tongue? Today is the birthday of the church. Like most newborn babies, lots of noise and wind. Usual representations show the apostles each with a, a flame on his head like a lot of candles on a birthday cake. But what we see is that the Holy Spirit demolishes incomprehension, knocks down the walls that separate mutual unintelligibility. So what does this mean for Britain today? What could be our Pentecost? In my lifetime, all sorts of barriers have fallen. I grew up in an England which was deeply divided by class. Racialism was rampant. Women were strictly subordinated. Homosexuality was entirely underground 
the love that couldn't speak its name. So we've made enormous progress, I think, even in my lifetime. All sorts of prejudices have collapsed. We're vastly more tolerant and accepting of each other than we ever were in my childhood. But how deeply tolerant are we? Many sociologists argue that it's superficial and that we live in a Britain where there is great fear of people who are different. We tolerate people as long as they pretend to be just like us, which is, of course, a form of intolerance. We like to keep the company of the like-minded. Social mobility means that we don't have to endure for a long time getting to know other people deeply. We move on. And of course, the cyber world is filled with communities of people who agree with each other because they're passionate about model railways or flat earth or whatever. And if there's tension, you can disengage in a moment. You might like to know that this is called turtling. It's when you retreat into your carapace, faced with somebody who's different, like a turtle. If you go to a party and you tell anybody that you're a Catholic priest, you can see it happening. <laughs> Thank you, lovely to meet you, Father. I've just got to go and see somebody over there. Coming back to England after many years abroad, I was struck by how in this country now, we don't normally look at each other in the eye. We don't look at each other's faces. Normally people look at a spot on the left shoulder. Children, recent survey of schools showed that actually children no longer know how to read the human face. They have to have special classes. We present masks to the world. So we need the grace of the Holy Spirit so that we may look at each other intelligently, understand people who aren't like us. That requires a deep patience. Try to get under people's skin. Try to see with their eyes. What's it really like to be a young Muslim in East Oxford? Or a teenager who faces unemployment all their lives? Or that most mysterious of beings? an Oxford Don. And we seem to have a lot of difficulty in understanding each other in our own churches. In Roman Catholicism, especially in the United States, there's a lot of conflict between conservatives and progressives. And I don't have to tell you about the battles going on in the Anglican community. Inside our own churches, we seem to have hearts of stone and be blind to each other. So we need a new Pentecost. Not so that we can run around speaking in tongues, which according to St Paul isn't particularly useful, but so that we can love each other and understand each other. Today we pray then that the Holy Spirit may come upon us to sharpen our intelligence. 
Now there are many forms of intelligence. Once a young Don, a new fellow, was being shown around his college by the president, Mervyn Adoriel, for all I know, and everywhere he went, he made witty remarks just to show how bright he was. And at the end of the tour, the president said, Well, Mr. James, I'm delighted to discover that you're intelligent. We're all intelligent here. I would much rather have known that you were kind. But true kindness is a form of intelligence, the gift of reading faces. We're all intelligent, but in different ways. Some people have an analytical intelligence, so that help us to speak with precision and clarity, so that we're not at cross-purposes with each other all the time. I was going for a walk around Addison's Walk this afternoon behind a couple of students. Every third word was like, you know, like, sort of, kind of. There's a scientific intelligence which can read the cosmos. There's a medical intelligence which can read symptoms. There's a practical intelligence which can repair cars and unblock loos. All of these are important for building the human community so that we live from each other and for each other. Difference is beautiful. As Nabokov liked to say, caress the detail. And finally, the Holy Spirit is given so that we may have joy in each other, so that we rejoice because of our differences. I was always struck behind one of our communities, two of the brethren who were as unlike as you could imagine, seemed to get on so well. One was a sort of old liberal of the 60s. He'd been banned from South Africa for his opposition to apartheid. Good Augustinian scholar, though. And the other was deeply conservative. But they clearly enjoyed each other. They teased each other in an affectionate way. They may even have learned from something from each other. So this is also a gift of the Holy Spirit, that we may actually have joy in difference. <laughs>